From our nation's capital, this is Naps Chat. I'm gonna stand right down and write myself a letter And make believe it came from you Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Naps Chat. I'm Bob Levy, the Director of Legislative and Political Affairs for the National Association of Postal Supervisors. As Chat listeners know full well, April 6th was a red-letter day for the entire postal allied community. On that day, President Joseph Biden signed into law the Postal Service Reform Act of 2022. Its call sign now is Public Law 117-108. This was the fourth presidential bill signing I have attended, the first being the Hatch Act Reform Act signed in 1993 by President Bill Clinton, the second being the Federal Long-Term Care Act signed in 2000 also by President Clinton, and third, the Postal Accountability and Enhancement Act signed in 2006 by President George W. Bush. As an aside, it is indeed ironic I witnessed two signings, the one in 2006 and the one recently on April 6th, in which the respective bills included a provision to implement and then to repeal a key provision affecting the financing and prefunding of postal health benefits. As I said, this was my fourth signing, but this was virgin territory for our NAPS's three resident officers, President Ivan Butts, Executive Vice President Chuck Mullador, and Secretary Treasurer Jimmy Warden. So on today's Chat, I want to explore with the three NAPS national officers their impressions and recollections of witnessing President Biden signing into law the postal legislation in the state dining room of the White House. Well, welcome to Chat, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Bob. Good afternoon, Bob. So you, everyone knows Jimmy is here, just returning from Buffalo uh, trip to visit with the branch out there. Chuck is down in Tampa at a branch meeting in Tampa, and Ivan is with me also in the office. So Jimmy and, and Ivan are in the office, and Chuck is at, in Tampa for a branch meeting. But let's start the questioning with you, Ivan. Retired Maryland letter carrier Annette Taylor, like you, an Air Force veteran, introduced President Biden to the approximately 140 individuals attending the bill signing and to a national live stream audience. As part of the introduction, Annette mentioned the pivotal work that late chairman of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, Elijah Cummings of Maryland, had in teeing up the bill. I know in comments that you made to me right after the speech, you were moved by those words. Could you talk about that? Yeah, sure, Bob. Uh, I was just uh, really taken by her words, uh, uh, praising Elijah Cummings for the work that he had done uh, these many years. Uh, Elijah, as we know, in Naps, was uh, one of our greatest champions for postal reform. He used to uh, he he was so optimistic that every session he would come out and say, "We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done," and he would work his hardest to do just that. So that kind of recognition by her, uh, who who she is one of his was one of his constituents uh, in his district, uh, was really special uh, for me, and and I'm glad that you know she took the time to re- rem- remember Elijah Cummings for all he did, and I think we should too, because we owe him a debt of thanks for for keeping the postal service on the burner, uh, even when others pr- tried to push it to the back. He kept us on the burner. So God rest his soul. 
Chuck, there were a great many members of the House and Senate who played pivotal roles in postal politics with whom you have met over the past year as executive vice president and even before you were elected to that post. Could you talk about those who were present and possibly any conversations you may have had with uh, anyone at the event? Yeah, well, I think that maybe one of the more uh, pivotal folks in moving the bill forward was Representative Comer from Kentucky, uh, ranking minority member on the committee. However, uh, brought a great deal of bipartisanship to the measure. So along with Chairwoman Maloney and, and others on the committee, Jerry Conley, so many others on the committee that we worked with and talked to and, and had meetings with, Bob, you and I, since September, uh, met, I think, just about everybody we could meet with that would talk with us about this bill. So I, I think that they they were the moving force uh, a lot behind it. And in the Senate, of course, uh, Senator Peters and Senator Portman from Ohio, Senator Peters from Michigan, Senator Portman from Ohio, uh, that we talked with about it as well. So uh, really too many to mention probably, but certainly uh, that group there provided a lot of leadership on it, uh, kept the focus on it. And at the end, I think Senator Schumer in uh, getting it through the House uh, so I get you through the Senate and uh, keeping the amendments uh, at bay, some of which were poison pill amendments that would have effectively killed the legislation. Keeping it on track, uh, working with, in a bipartisan nature uh, to get 79 votes in the Senate and 120 Republicans in the House uh, to support this legislation, I think, is a credit to all of them, uh, as well as to all the groups, uh, all the postal groups, the unions, management associations, and NARF. In, uh, in getting it through. I, I think the lesson for me, and it, we talked about it before on an apps chat episode, is that when we all focus our attention in one direction, we can get a lot of things done. And I think that was a classic example here in getting this uh, to the finish line. It was interesting that it was a pretty eclectic group of individuals in the room. There were Republicans, Democrats, labor leaders, management association members, as yep. well as mailers all in the room celebrating the event. Absolutely. And, and, and rightfully so, because it, all of those groups had a piece of getting it done. And I think uh, credit to all of those for getting it done. Now, Jimmy, both Ivan and Chuck have been a, in D.C. as resident officers for a number of years, but you are sort of the new kid on the block. I'm curious about your expectations about the White House event. And were those expectations met? Well, Bob, to be honest with you, originally, I really didn't have any expectations. I, I thought it w when we first discussed it, I said, wow, if anything, maybe Ivan would just get an invite to the White House. Maybe just the, the president of each union and management association will get the invite. I, was, I really didn't think I was even going to get an invite. And then when I did, I'm like, wow, this is going to be pretty cool to go up to the White House and what have you. But then I figured they're going to have us in a room and... We wouldn't be able to get a photo with the president, you know, with the Secret Service there and all. So, but after getting there and after the signing, as you know, we tried to, we made our way up front. And then before I knew it, I was standing right in front of the president. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I said, this is, he put his hand out. We shook each other's hand. He says, how you doing? This was a rather intimate setting in the state dining room that I think the seating capacity is 140 in that room. So when you say we were all together, 
we were all together in that room and we had the op certain opportunities uh, that would not have been availed to us had we been in a Rose Garden ceremony or in any other venue at the White House. Now, Chuck, I would guess that there are very few of our listeners who have attended a White House event, <laughs> such as a bill signing. As the resident officer holding the legislative and political portfolio, could you guide us through the process of getting invited, being cleared by the Secret Service to get into the White House, and actually getting seated for the event? Just walk us through the process, if you can. Well, I've got to give a lot of credit to you. Right from the day that we believed that this was going to actually pass the Senate, we started talking about, well, wait a second, if this is going to pass, there's going to be a bill signing at the White House, and we need to be there because we put too much uh, blood, sweat, and tears into this to not, to not be at the uh, bill signing. So uh, to your credit, you were on the phone almost daily, sending emails almost daily to anybody who would listen that, look, the NAPS resident officers, you know, NAPS have put a lot of work into this bill. We absolutely have to and want to be there at the White House for the bill signing. We weren't even sure what kind of bill signing there might be. But and we knew once the Senate had transmitted the bill to the president, constitutionally, there was 10 days to get that signed. So we kind of had an idea when this uh, was going to happen. So uh, a lot of credit to you, Bob, in getting it done. Now, of course, uh, fortunately, all of us were able to clear a Secret Service background check. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't concerned, but you never know. And then we got cleared to go there and, uh, and got cleared to get inside. And, and it was kind of just once you got in, uh, once we got into the room. And, of course, you know, uh, there's multiple, I would say, multitudes of people escorting you through every step through the White House. Uh, nobody gets lost over there. And uh, we were escorted into the room and kind of like, you know, you can sit in this row here and and you're kind of just watched while you're sitting there. Uh, but I would like to tell a quick story that, that about Jimmy because uh, really Jimmy uh, was the instigator, as he often is, in getting us to the front of the room. Quickly, we were standing over there as the president uh, started to walk away from the signing desk and I told Ivan I said he's coming over here we need to get up there so we we walked up kind of where he was at and pretty soon we had a secret service agent behind us and Ivan said hey there's a secret service guy behind us I go well, I'm not moving I'm not doing anything and there was an air force person in front of us that says you can't go any further than this so we kind of established a little territory there so Jimmy being Jimmy says hey can we get in that line over there that's walking up there to shake the president's hand? And in that line was senators and congressmen and the, the Air Force guy says, no, just playing out. No, you're not going to do it. So a little bit later, as that line kind of dwindled down, Jimmy says, uh, I think we should just can we get in that line? And the guys again, the Air Force guy says, in the meantime, we still have the Secret Service guy behind us. And uh, the guy says, uh, no, but but give it a try. Well, that's all Jimmy had to hear. Uh, he took off to the front of, the, of that line, 
The New Yorker came could, out. Of the New Yorker came out. Before we knew it, Jimmy's up there talking to the president, and we're going, wait a minute, what happened here? So, so you're blaming so, Jimmy. You're blaming Jimmy for getting, <laughs> almost getting knocked off by the Secret Service for, for approaching no, was, the president, despite he the being... Test, he was like the test person, and pretty soon Jimmy goes, hey, come on up. Come here. on I over, y'all, come on up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we have a picture of Jimmy motioning everyone to come on up to the yeah. front to meet with the president. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we didn't even uh, we couldn't even blink, and Jimmy's up there talking to the president, and we're going, "How did he get up there like that?" You know, we just, <laughs> yeah, we just took off behind him and uh, and and got up there next to him, and 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 of course, there's some great photos of us talking to the president. Now let's let's talk. I want to get Jimmy in here uh, because because of the pro, the venue and our proximity to the front of the room. You know, you sort of were the uh, trailblazer in getting to the president, as uh, was just recounted by uh, by Chuck. Each, each of you, each of our resident of office had had the opportunity to spend some quality time individually and collectively with President Biden. So I'm going to start with you, J Jimmy. If it's not breaking any confidence between you and President Biden, could you share the gist of your conversation with him? When I first got up there, you know, he greeted me and I introduced myself and basically thanked him, you know, for signing the bill. And he said this was a great thing. It was long overdue. It was pending and what have you. And they really wanted to get, the, get it done. But then, like I said, the conversation kind of went south a little bit. Because then I found out he was a Philadelphia Eagle fan. <laughs> hey, but that should, that should have pleased Ivan. I was like, yeah. Well, Ivan was happy. You know, I'm like, oh. But then again, I, if it was a perfect world, we'd all be Cowboy fans, right? Right, Chuck? So, Absolutely. But no, it was good. We, had, we joked around about it a little bit. And he has a great sense of humor. Speaking with the president, I'll be honest with you, was like if we bumped into someone on the corner. Wow. One of your old friends on the yeah. corner and just talking football. Now, Ivan, you, you had an interesting conversation with the president, a lot of gesticulation on your part and the president's part. What were you talking about with the president? No, and I had to come up there. I told him I had to come up there to save him from those Dallas Cowboy fans that were surrounding <laughs> him. So, you know. And then again, of course, you know, the, the moment was just to thank him for signing that bill and, and really changing the course uh, of the postal service and but he's just so down to earth and easy to talk to so mm -hmm. when we did start talking a little bit about sports he immediately gave us a sports story <laughs> that we're not going to talk about on the, on, the, on, <laughs> on your podcast but you know he he it's like jimmy said it's just like you meeting up with an old friend and you guys just start talking uh, that's how it was uh, with uh, meeting with President Biden. And and one thing I, I do have to say, I, I think um, Chuck is being a little modest uh, uh, about, you know, how this bill really got done. You know, you guys worked hard. And when when it was seemed like the bill was stalling a little bit, uh, you guys took the initiative. Chuck and Bob took the initiative to, to investigate why. And, and you guys ultimately found out that, you know, it was it was in ways and means. And then you guys made for a chance opportunity to to be in the presence of Richie Neal and, and to converse with him about the bill and what was holding it up. And I think that was just as instrumental as, as anything. 
uh, into helping to get this bill across the finish line. So I think you guys are being a little humble, uh, but and I appreciate that. But I think you guys did a tremendous job uh, and are, are a factor in why we got this bill across the finish line. Well, it's also, well, as I'm sure everyone would say in this room and out in Tampa would say, it's a tribute to our members who really engaged in the process to push their members of Congress. Absolutely. And I just want to say for, the, uh, for Ivan, and he knows what I'm going to say, uh, I appreciate what he said, but, but uh, in September, after the convention, uh, when we first started talking about this, and he was the new president, and I was the new vice president, Jimmy Jr., secretary treasurer, he said, look, uh, we got the ball on this bill to the 20-yard line. Don't settle for a field goal. So we knew we had our marching orders to try to take it across. He did all that, the, the, the groundwork for us and, and left us on the 20 yard line. I'm happy to say we were able to, to get it into, uh, uh, to score. And, Absolutely. and I just want to say, um, that's a credit to, to the team, not only a team from before, but the team that's at headquarters. Now, the, uh, everybody in the country, really, we had so many people making phone calls to yes. their, Congress people and meeting with them. It, it became almost an obsession with our membership. And uh, that was as, as much a part of this whole process as anything. So credit to them uh, as well. And I, and I just, to finish off the Biden stories, I, I think when we were all done, I, of course, I took a selfie with him being, being that. And then I said, Mr. President, it's been an honor to be here with you today. And he said, no, sir. He said, the honor is all mine. And I took that away. Uh, as a, uh, a type of the humbleness and humility, whether you, whether you agree with this president's politics or not, I don't think anybody will tell you that he's not a decent person and he's a humble person. And uh, that's what struck me, I think, as I walked away from him, that those last words. Uh, so I took that away and, and uh, was very pleased with that. Ivan, you have worked very closely with former postal employee and retiring member of Congress, Brenda Lawrence, for years. She was overcome with joy upon the president presenting her with the pen that he used to sign the bill. Could you talk about what Brenda Lawrence has meant to NAPS members and to NAPS? Yeah, Bob. Uh, for me, Representative Lawrence really, really meant a lot to our legacy as a management association. Uh, I'm sure, hopefully, you guys know, if you don't know, uh, Brenda Lawrence uh, was a postal uh, employee. She retired from the postal office as an HR manager. She rose up through the ranks uh, of, in the post office. Uh, she was a NAPS member uh, uh, for a long time, all up until her retirement. She was a member of NAPS. A uh, tremendous member, and we really kind of bonded. When I first got uh, came up here and was fortunate enough to be elected as your executive vice president, uh, she got elected in uh, that November to to come up to Congress, and we we met at a fundraiser and immediately bonded. Uh, uh, where where she she was on our committee, she understood our issues. She understood uh, if you want to use the vernacular, she knew where the bones were buried uh, in dealing with the post office. So she was a tremendous asset and resource for us to to lean on uh, her time 
while she was up here. Unfortunately, she is retiring at the end of this session. She's not going to run again, uh, partly due to the gerrymandering that, that went on up in Michigan. So we're going to lose one of our champions, tremendous uh, lady uh, of honor, a tremendous lady of respect. And she was just overjoyed to get that pen uh, that was used to sign the postal reform bill, and she deserved it. She really did. Yeah, I noticed she came running to our row, which we were, I think, the fourth row from the front with the pen, mm-hmm. order to take a selfie with you, Ivan. Absol- absolutely, yes. <laughs> that was interesting. Now, hey, Jimmy, I want to talk with you about another member of Congress who was there, the senator who represents the state of New York, Chuck Schumer. Majority Leader of the United States, and he was up there, and he looked as happy as a clam also. And could you talk about your recent interactions with uh, Senator Schumer and uh, his involvement in the process? Chuck has always been uh, been in our corner. He's always uh, fought for the Postal Service and tried to do the right thing by us. Uh, fortunately, I was recently, I just was allowed to speak at his press conference he had up in New York. And uh, the one thing I did bring up to Chuck was, yes, to stop stealing my lines. Because at the end of the press conference I had mentioned, I said, neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom at night will stop this man from representing the people of the state of New York and fighting for the Postal Service. And I heard he used that uh, when he was giving a speech later on. I believe, who was it with? Um, with, with Chairman Peters, who was uh, Chair- had injured his ankle and— uh, he re- relayed that fact about uh, Peter's not missing it to the floor right. to lead the fight for postal reform. So he just, when I told him that, he just laughed and he goes, you don't mind? I says, nah, you, you can do it. You're from New York. <laughs> and, he's the ma- and, he, and he's the majority leader of the That's Senate. That's right. So he can, he can do it. He can say whatever he wishes. <laughs> hey, Chuck, President Biden mentioned prior, prior to signing the bill that the measure was a huge step forward. But he did indicate that there was more work to be done. The president referenced performance on time issues that have recently plagued the Postal Service that that impact personal bill payments, small business income and medication delivery delays. The president stated that he'll continue to fight for common sense improvements. So, Chuck, Mm -hmm. what's our next step? Well, and, and, you know, part of that for from his perspective, is the electrifi- electrification of the of the fleet. So um, he's very much uh, in favor of many more electric vehicles being purchased for the fleet uh, in the future. So and, and that's part of HR 3077. So at LTS, as you know, Bob, we we said, you know, hey, let's let's we can high five each other. We can pat each on their back and give ourselves a well-deserved round of applause for what uh, what we all did together. But uh, the work continues, so there's more work to be done. Um, as difficult, maybe more difficult work to be done on HR 3077. Uh, we've got a midterm election coming up this fall. Uh, history is on the side of the Republicans taking control, maybe of both houses, but of the House of Representatives. We'll see. That's up to the people, of course. But we're positioned to be. Um, in a great spot with either side. You know, our, our view is this, we're, we're on the side of those folks who take up our issues and postal issues. So whether the Democrats or Republicans, we're going to fight for those folks that fight for us. So whoever is in control of the House and the Senate come January, we're gonna to continue to push this agenda forward. We've got work to do in getting HR 1623 passed, which is would bring uh, some common sense 
logic to our pay consultation process with the Postal Service in HR 1624, uh, which would uh, give MSPB rights to many thousands of EAS who don't have them because they don't supervise two or more craft employees. So uh, I want to also give credit to those folks who took the message to the Hill and folks are going to see in the next issue of the Postal Supervisor how many people actually got meetings on the Hill. Uh, we were told you can't get meetings up there. It's not going to happen, but we did it. Uh, we have a, we had a ton of meetings and subsequently because of that, we've had quite a few new co-sponsors of 3077, 1623 and 1624. So that messaging, it resonates and it works. And so we'll, going to keep pushing forward through the rest of this year and into next year with the issues that are important to our members uh, and keep pushing that agenda forward. Final question. I'll start with you, Jimmy. Any special memories from the White House event? This is something, it's like a one in a, once in a lifetime thing that really, that occurred. Just meeting the president like I did and like you know, we all did, that's something, you know, you Every, I wish every American could do. It, it was great. It's something I'll always remember for the rest of my life. Chuck? Well, I think they call the White House the people's house. And uh, I think that when I was sitting there, I felt the weight of representing 26,000-plus NAPS members at that moment, in a historic moment. Uh, to be there at the White House. So for me, it was uh, being there, obviously, it was a great moment for me, for my family to have been a part of as well, to see that uh, on different news feeds. But I think to feel the weight of that moment and knowing that we were there representing 26,000 members uh, was um, what I took away from it more than anything else. And it's something I'll always uh, remember. I've got a million pictures to look back on. I've got uh, Ivan and Jimmy to tell stories with, and uh, I think it's something I certainly will never forget. It was an honor to be there. Ivan, as president, you're going to get the last word, but I might just add that one of your pictures appeared in an internationally published periodical based out of the United Kingdom. So you are now world-famous, President Butts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> but I think my... Uh... My, my takeaway is this, uh, and, and Chuck is right and Jimmy is right. This was a tremendous opportunity. We were all kind of overwhelmed when, it, when we left. It was kind of euphoric, I think, for all four of us, although you had been there a few times before. Uh, just being in that White House, being in that place, the People's House, was really something special that I didn't realize until I walked through the gates. And in saying that, let me say this, we're, when we're walking up there, all four of us together, uh, Naps brothers and sisters, we leave early. So we're walking from the garage and, and I'm in the back because Jimmy and, and Chuck and Bob, they're just kind of motoring along. But when we got inside that gate where the wrong turn could have meant a gun getting pulled out, and all of a sudden I'm up front. <laughs> Everybody else is in the back and I'm up front. So but that's all right. I, I enjoyed it. It was just it was just so regal that and President Biden and his staff and his administration really made it a special occasion for everybody who at least for, for me, 
first time going into White House, it, he it, that team made it special. Something I'll never forget, and I'm I'm just honored to be able to uh, represent and serve the members of our association in that manner, and in what we're doing now here for them, and um, just working for membership. With that, I want to thank the NAPS resident officers, President Ivan Butts, Executive Vice President Chuck Mullador, and Secretary Treasurer Jimmy Warden for joining me on NAPS Chat this week. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Also, I want to thank NAPS Chat listeners for logging on this week. If you enjoy NAPS Chat, please leave a positive review in the Apple Podcast Store. And more importantly, share NAPS Chat with your friends and colleagues. In the meantime, stay safe and healthy. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter and make 